Right, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. Do you experience road rage like I do? Well, we got the cure for it, because today we're celebrating the fucking Jason Statham classic, Death Race. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Oh, yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. We've been on a three-week hiatus, mainly because I have been the boy in the plastic bubble lately. I caught a mean summer cold that would not leave me be. And uh, you know how sick I was, Jesse? How sick I was was the... How I, sick were you? I wasn't even able to watch movies. That's how sick That's I was. That's absurd. Right? Yeah. It was miserable. Can For I... like two weeks, I was just... Brutally, 103.8 fever. Nonsense. 103.8 fever. Well, for like two days. Two days. That was. That's a long time to be feverish. Yeah, I had to take several cold showers. I haven't been sick for years. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. Hey, hey. Well, we're back, everybody. We're back after a long hiatus. We're talking death rays today. I have a very special guest. One of my good friends. One of the first people I ever met out here in Los Angeles. Mr. Jesse McIntosh in the house. You're you're the last friend that I made. Yes. I stopped making <laughs> friends after that. I was like, enough. Enough. That's we hit capacity. We, we've hit the point of diminishing return yeah, after this. Yeah, yeah. So, Jesse, you've been on the show before. Yes. And last time we talked about uh, uh, the rundown. Rundown. The rock classic. Starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. With, do you understand the concept of the Tooth Fairy? <laughs> I think we still have that sound clip. It's always on here if I'm not. Oh, wait. Now Zach's going to go searching for it. It plays in my head all the time. So. We we talked about what movie to watch for this week, and you had mentioned a Jason Statham movie because of the Mechanic Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And actually, I would like to know from the audience uh, if there's anyone live watching, comment, or if not, tweet at us. I, I want to know if anyone else saw the Mechanic Resurrection because I did, and I thought it was very meh. It was the Mechanic I Resurrection. Feel, I feel like, oh, hey, hey look at that. I feel like that's not the reaction they were hoping for. No, it's... it's um Just going I, out on a limb. I love Jason Statham movies. I own a ton of them, and I've only disliked a few. And this is one where I was just... It's just disappointed, because I thought it was going to be a super ultra-violent, like, throwback to, like, a 90s-type action movie, 80s or 90s action movie. And it sort of was, but they spend, like, 30 minutes on a love story between... Jessica Alba and Jason Statham that is really forced and awkward. Um, and then she's just the damsel in, the, in distress repeatedly for the rest of the movie. People, let me just put this out there. People love love. They do love love. And I, I think if that. you're, yeah, if you're, if you're catering to the people, <laughs> you, then you need, then love. you need love. You need love. You're right. And if I'd say it would be weird if they weren't in love. That's a good point. You know what I mean? I mean, why would he go on these three really elaborate accidental looking hits and kill these people. Why would a mechanic be doing any of this yeah. if it weren't for love? Yeah. Here's the biggest gripe I have, and then I'll move on from the mechanic resurrection. We don't need to. The advertisements made it seem like it was a buddy action movie between Tommy Lee Jones and Jason Statham. Tommy Lee Jones is in seven minutes of the movie. Maybe. Mm. He's in it less than Judy Dench was in Shakespeare in Love. We Although should, she won an Academy Award. So I was going to say, maybe we should make win. a ranking of tremendous performances in seven minutes or less. And where, where would you put Tommy Lee Jones? I mean, he was he's always tremendous. <laughs> he's got a tremendous face. He I does. love his face. His face is so just... It's strong. It looks like a... It's cartoonishly amazing. It yeah. looks like a Dick Tracy character in real life. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you can only take it for seven minutes. Maybe if it were eight minutes of Tommy Lee Jones, you'd have been like, oh, Oh, man, too much. Where's the love story? Back to Death Race. So I own all three of these movies, but I've only seen the first one. (laughs) I got the other two in, like, the bargain bin, and I've always been like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch them someday. Um, Did you ever wonder why they made three? uh, Well, it's just because it made money, and and they're straight-to-DVD schlock shitty ones. This movie... I would love to know also on on Twitter or the the comment section. What's your favorite Jason Statham movie? Because I think this might be my favorite, because it's ridiculous and it has all the it has everything you want out of a Jason Statham movie. He's the strong, stoic, tough guy. He's out for revenge. He's accented. He's accented. Mm-hmm. He beats people up. He cracks necks. He's there's tons of mayhem. This movie's like Twisted Metal, the video game. In real life, meets Fast and Furious with Jason Statham in it, so, which is like Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah, he's actually in Fast yeah, and Furious yeah, movies, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you you can see that in yeah, real yeah, life. It's my favorite part about Jason Statham in this movie is he is not a criminal. No, but he goes into like the worst jail ever, 
and just whoops ass yep. for an hour and a half, like unafraid of anyone. Yep. I am not a criminal. If I went into jail, I, 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 I'd be more like lists. Would, I really want to talk about lists. What, is- what did Liss do? <laughs> yeah. What did what could he? I what I here's my theory. So wait, just so the audience knows, in case you haven't seen this movie, and then we'll get to we're jumping around a little bit. But uh, list list, I think is his name. Is it, well, it's what they call like, him. That's what they call him. Not his, his nickname. Not his Christian name. He's one of the not, <laughs> not his government name. Yeah, he was. He's in the road crew that like helps fix up Frankenstein, aka Jason Statham, aka Jensen Ames' vehicle. And he's just kind of like this guy who's a little bit on the spectrum, and he's just like he makes lists of everything, and he knows everything, and he stutters a lot. He's kind of a walking stereotype. Do we feel like he works on the car? So I have a, I have a, I have a lot. I have of thoughts so about many list. questions. Let's only talk about list for this podcast. Does he? So he works on the car. Does he? Maybe he's just an employee of the prison. Like, because I can't imagine he committed any crime that would make him go well, there. Okay. They addressed the like head crew guy, coach. Ian McShane, coach. They addressed coach. He used to be in. He's, he's on no parole, longer in. but he has that syndrome where he can't leave. He just prison. can't leave, um, which <laughs> I don't think is a. Syndrome. It is a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. But it's 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 a thing that they just decided not to Google to figure out what it's called to say <laughs> in the movie. Just like you know that thing. There's this thing. Look it up. I'm Ian McShane. Yeah. Anything look, look I in say. The encyclopedia. Anything I say sounds amazing because I'm Ian. McShane. Very good. It's pretty good. That's your second impression of the day. Two to zero. I got at least two Um, more. I'm going to do list. I'm going to do a list impression, but it'll be unintentional. It'll just be like, what is that guy? (laughs) Stuttering, acting Super offensive. Um, (laughs) But so here's my theory about him. Yes. I think he was the victim of a crime. Oh. And since he was involved in a crime, they were like, let's go. (laughs) You go to that prison. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. So before we get too carried away, I want to say when I I first saw this movie opening night in theaters, Mm -hmm. I went with my buddy Corey. Ular. Shout out to Corey Ular, Shout best friend since first grade. He uh, he and I went because we used to. That was a thing. We used to go to like really crazy action movies. We saw Punisher War Zone opening night. We saw this. I think they came out the same year, and we were laughing, for you guys. laughing our ass off the entire movie because this movie delivers on everything it's supposed to. You go in there expecting nonstop vehicular mayhem, and you pretty much get it. More it's like or less. A, it's like a forty minute setup that's still interesting and fun and badass. It's not like it's slow and boring. It's really fast paced and almost like a video game and really cool looking. Yeah, like it's super the cool. The style's to look really at. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last hour and like twenty minutes is just nonstop vehicular mayhem, and the action scenes go on forever. But they're not like Michael Bay boring, you know, where like. The action scenes in certain Michael Bay movies, Transformers, all four of them, (laughs) they go on forever, and eventually you're like, what's happening? But this one, it's like, they keep upping the stakes, which we'll get to. And it's very, like, close to the action, too. Like, there wasn't a ton of, like, big picture stuff. Like, you were most of the time in the car with them, or, like, close to the car, seeing, like, experiencing it with them, kind of, which was super cool. And you've seen this before, right? I had seen it before. I did not see it opening night, because Corey was unavailable. (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, Corey, you can only go a certain night. You know, um, I saw it several years later on DVD. I did not see it in theaters, All but right. I, so maybe my experience was diminished slightly. Are you I, a Statham fan? Um, I'm a fan. I'm not a fanatic. Oh, I'm a fanatic. Yeah, I yeah. watch everything with Statham in it. I, like we were talking about it a little bit before, but like it's mostly like the same movie. <laughs> yeah, it's more or less. Statham movies are more or less. He's the he's the heroic anti-hero where he's not like quite like a bad guy but he always has like an edge to him he's always like wrangled in and it's like why would you bring this guy into your conflict like he's clearly gonna kill everyone yeah yeah. He does a tremendous amount of pull-ups. He does tr- every movie tremendous amount of pull-ups. Pull-ups. Just pull-ups. That's his bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if he can do push-ups. I wonder Have if that's in his rider in his contract. If it's like, I need at least one shot of me doing chin-ups and pull- or pull-ups. I wonder with my if, muscles glistening. I wonder in like the which way it goes. If he's like, if people just expect it out of him, and his rider is like maximum four chin-ups like mm-hmm. i don't want to be, just be doing chin-ups for yeah, a scene yeah, yeah or if he's like we need at least three well i was watching the behind the scenes of this movie and this was one of the first movies he had gotten like super jacked for like although they claim that but he was pretty jacked in transporter one been, and two yeah. and he was just like i can't wait to drink beer and eat cake again and i'm like jason statham you never get to drink beer and eat cake 
I mean, maybe he's just one of those people that drinks beer and eats cake and, and still, looks, still awesome. looks like that. There's rumor that he lives in on like the beach over near Malibu and he walks a white tiger around. And I was hanging out on Fourth of July and we did Statham Watch uh, 2012 <laughs> and we we called it Statham Watch 2012. And me and my friends just walked up and down the beach because we were right around where he supposedly lived. And we we wanted to see Jason Statham walking a white tiger. But then the more I unraveled the rumor of that, it seems like that's illegal. Well, here's what I want to do right here, right now, is Mm -hmm. take this rumor a step further and say he doesn't even leash the tiger. (laughs) He keeps it off the leash (coughs) and he just lets it roam free because, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't leave his side too far. Well, and it Statham, obeys his command. Statham is such a badass that even a white tiger, he can tame a white tiger. Yeah. It's just, that's what he does. That's, I mean, it's, the, the white tiger is one of many wild animals that he has, but it's the only one he walks on the, the beach. The best thing about Statham is he is always Statham, except in, there was this movie called Parker. That was a I've remake. Heard of it. I that, I didn't like it. That was the Statham movie that I hated. Mm. And partly because it was like trying to be something really clever and it wasn't okay and also statham tries to do like a southern accent in it no and it's incredible he's like yeah i'm just here because i'm gonna buy a house no big deal and no. it's like it's still him with like a sort of southern twang he's like such a brand at this point like yeah. why would you do anything else no you don't you're need so to. you're so bankable on yes. what you do like, like in the expendables when he says oh no i pronounce you man and knife and he's dressed as a <laughs> as a priest and he stabs you he always has these amazing one-liners in his movies but before we now i want to get into the plot so we're gonna do the plot in under three minutes because otherwise i'll just keep talking off on all these tangents we've done most movies. of it already cool. so. yeah exactly <laughs> can we're gonna introduce the tiger into the plot yeah, it wasn't in the it movie it wasn't in the movie but uh the plot's so thin that uh we'll be able to do this in 90 seconds zach you ready with the clock a cue the plane to Zach. Are you in there? Did we? Let's bo- do it. Okay, here we go. Go in three. Uh, so I'll let you start, Jesse. If you, or do you want me to start? No, I'll start. Okay, I'm ready? Unafraid. In five, four, three, two, one. Jesse, take it away. All right. Jason Statham is working in some sort of plant, and they're laid off because the economy's going down. Um, and then he goes back to his the wife. riot police show. For the no riot police reason. show. Why? We don't. No know. one's rioting. We don't know. They get paid nothing, and they're like, "Cool, this is fine. It's not a big deal." <laughs> Um, and he goes home. We get introduced to his wife and his baby. Very briefly. Very, but key. Yeah. Very important part. Um, he is go, goes to see his baby, and he comes back, and his wife is dead. Yeah. And he's knocked out. He gets sprayed with Febreze or something <laughs> that knocks him out. He's get freshened up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And, so, and then there's this guy with a ski mask, and he looks at him and goes, and you're like, oh, I bet that's going to be key. And then you think they killed a baby, which I was like, fuck that. Don't kill the baby, man. And they don't. They don't. They're not that heartless. Then he ends up in prison. They don't. No trial, nothing. He just ends up in prison <laughs> in the world's most deadliest prison. I forget shit what it's called. It's 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 Terminus or something like that. Yep, who, who cares? Probably. Sure, yeah, Terminus. That's from Walking Dead. Anyways, they go to this prison where death race has become this thing because the economy crashed in 2012 and uh, prisons were overrun. They were corporate. They were um, privatized. Yep. So naturally, they so now they stream live. They went from prison fights to now death race, twisted metal matches with ten drivers blasting each other apart. And he's this. Uh, we find out that he was this really experienced driver of some sort in these race tracks. Super not important. Super not important. <laughs> so then he's but, brought into the race yeah so he well first he's like in in the oh, uh, yeah. he's like eating whatever yeah. he's eating breakfast Slop. and pachenko pachenko the yeah. big bad not of the to movie. be considered pachanga Pachanka, no, yeah <laughs> absolutely not, not resort not the resort and casino oh, although, although he was he was a joy yes pachenko um, and the brotherhood all all skinheads because you have to have skinhead bad guys in prison yeah so they set up there they fight and he whoops pachenko's ass um and then he's brought up to the the warden's office and the warden's like i need you to be frank and joan Sam. allen yeah well, I, I no, she's not like I need you to be Joan yeah. Allen. She is no, no, Joan no. Allen. I mean, she is Joan yeah, Allen. She, yeah. So she's like, I need you to be Frankenstein because Frankenstein is a mask. He, he's the Frankenstein is this big kind of like mythic character in the death race that's mm-hmm. won four races. She's like, I'll give you your freedom. So, anyways, blah blah. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna do it, and then he ends up doing it. And he joins Ian McShane and List, and then the other guy who likes uh, weird misogynistic and, and homophobic comments. And then they <laughs> they they do the first race, and a whole bunch of people die, and like uh, Reaper dies. He's like, you can't kill me. Gets killed. Then. There's a little small plot point in between where he fights the dudes. Well, and fights he, the brotherhood. he like goes in and he like figures it out. He goes in. Yeah. He's like, I'm not racing. She's yeah. like, you better race because here's your baby. Yeah. And then the second race happens and they bring out the dreadnought, which is this giant semi truck with all these guards that have like these machine guns and flamethrowers and shit. And then he and Tyrese start to kind of team up and go on the offense.
Titans, and they destroy the Dreadnought, but not after, not before the Dreadnought takes out everybody but Tyrese, which is Machine Gun Joe and Jason Statham. And, and so then they have a private conversation. We don't know what happens in the conversation. And and then they, oh, they the it, third race. It, it looks like they're racing, but they're not. They escape. They and escape and they go. They and end up on the beach in Miami. Miami. Yay, and no, he's Miami. with the hot girl, Miami. Yeah, they don't have passports. No, Mexico. It says Mexico in the end. I thought they were yeah. going to Miami. Hey, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the last like five seconds we're debating. They do say Miami. They say a bunch. And then there's a little tagline that says. Uh, Port, uh, Mexico. Oh, yeah. It's so confusing because they're like, I'd like to go to Miami. I, I want to go to Miami. And then it's like, Mexico. Uh, so how do we get here? Okay, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I they love that we focused on the minutia and then it was like, oh shit, oh, action! And, uh, and this first happen. race, second race, third race. So there let's were three go. races. There were three death races. And each one's like 20 minutes long. And it's amazing. They're it's amazing. So I don't want to waste too much time on the setup because okay. the best stuff is the action. But basically what we talked about was the the opening sequence is very jarring, I thought, where um, they introduced the old Frankenstein, which is the voice of uh, David Carradine from the original Death Race. He's the voice I read on IMDb. Yeah. And uh, he gets killed... But that and it's really it's cut really terrible. The first scene I, I was watching it last night and I was like, oh shit! If this is the whole movie, I'm gonna vomit because it's all like, it was like really just trying to throw you into it. And I hate that that kind of like um, we already know it's fast. You don't need to go like zoom in and out and shake. Don't do this. Want to emphasize the point? Don't do the zoom in and out and handheld. That's too much. <laughs> That's like. Can, can you imagine being that camera guy? By the way, just, being like, okay, so just hold it, but move the camera just, as much as you can while zooming. Oh god, it's the Paul Greengrass. Nailed way. it. It's the Paul Greengrass way thing. Any Bourne movie, I love the Bourne movies, but I also want to vomit while I'm watching him. So that happens. Frankenstein dies, and but he his. He's so popular with the fans mm-hmm. because this is like a reality TV thing. It's like a it's like an online pay per view thing. Which is not too far off from where we could be in the next, like, 20 years. I had, so, yeah. So, I don't know when the death races were taking place. Did They never, uh, like, gave us a timeline, right? Sometime after 2012. Right, because it, like, happened pretty quickly, it seemed like. That, like, 2012, the economy went down. And, then and just, now there are death races. Just, like, really? Within, like, a year What or two. happened to us? <laughs> Why did we do this? We're just like, ah, oh, shit, I mean, uh, you know. I guess uh, we should have death races. I mean, if this election is any indication, should, yeah. we might have death races. <laughs> should we build more prisons? No, we should not. No, we should, we should have death, death races. races. Yeah, I mean... You know, I could see I could see where the the I could see where people who are in the reality TV world and and these these if if prisons became privatized and they and they weren't governed by the government anymore, they were governed by corporations and they had their own set of rules. I could see how this could go out of control and snowball real fast. Yeah, I, I, and I could see how people, the mass public, would just be like, "Yeah, I'm watching murder, but they're all murderers and rapists, so I, it's okay." Like they keep track of the deaths. Yeah, that's so. Like in our country, in prison, yeah. they're like, "These are how many? These are like a stat." It's like a your... very macho version of the Hunger Games. Yeah, in prison with death cars. The kicker: if you win, if you're the, the killiest of all the killers you get to leave, you get to leave. <laughs> what you get to, first off i love that description i hope can we hashtag killiest of all killers killiest of all killers if you're the killiest of all killers and you win five races and kill all of the kill people, all the other killers which, which there's 10 racers per race and there are like clearly there are stand so like the worst and there's a three-part race three part so each race is three parts that means you've killed people 15 times 15 legs and you've survived them all like at the very least because you could have lost a race and not died and then gone on to race again so if you survived at least 15 legs and killed the killiest the killiest of the killers (laughs) then you're allowed to go back onto the streets yes but joan allen's character the warden which i forget her name warden something Eh, whatever oh uh hennessy or hennessy and then aldrich or something is Mm -hmm. the other guy jason clark um and uh they clearly set it up where no one can no ever win. No one's going to win. And that's why they keep killing Frankenstein yeah. and making someone else take on the mantle because they they want him for ratings, which doesn't make sense because eventually he's going to win or die and they're going to... Right, he can't just keep losing and continue being this popular. Yeah, right? because they actually... they What we find out later is that they set him up to die in the first scene, mm-hmm. the original Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, there's flawed logic there, but you know she's Warden Hennessy. She has an amazing name. Here's here's my other problem. I just want to like b- before yep. we get really into it, yep. and this is super not important, but like 
if to subscribe to all three races, it costs two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, Jason Statham was paid for two weeks' work over a hundred hours at the plant. He was paid three hundred dollars. Yeah, so I mean, that's a lot of money. That's, outrageous. Just, that's outrageous. If the economy is so bad, like I would Who probably buy food. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Care. I mean, I'd like go to my friend's house and watch Death Race. Just everybody chips. Everyone in chips ten dollars. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It was like when we used to watch WWF back in the yeah. day in the nineties, and we'd all just chip in ten bucks for pay per view. Yeah. Here's so one of my first sound clips that I, that I really liked was uh, first off I like that this kind of has the '90s '80s feel where um, just in general, but also they set it up where six months later after he's been in prison it's Christmas time, and that's that was a big thing in like any Shane Black movie or a lot of stuff like Die Hard, uh, Lethal Weapon, all that stuff in the '80s and '90s. It was like this thing where these action movies took place on Christmas for some reason because it's the happiest and time I of year. Love that. Yeah. I love it because it juxtaposes the craziness that's happening. But one of the first quotes we have is um, after the prison fight and Jason Statham beats the hell out of the neo-Nazis uh, because, of course, a steel worker can take on four giant skinheads. We have the oatmeal clip by Ian McShane, which um, is just awesome. Can we play? I guess he didn't like the oatmeal either. I just love Ian McShane because he delivers the most ridiculous lines in this movie and they're awesome. Well, and he's like... One of his buds, yeah. or they weren't buds at that point, right? He was just like observing. Yeah, but he was just like chilling, watching the fight, reading his tiny book. Yeah, writing tiny, it in his tiny girl book. They couldn't have given him a bigger book. They never explain what it is. It's just a tiny. It's book. his tiny book. Is well, he writing notes he, or yeah, is he reading no, in it? He writes one liners in there. <laughs> he and he was consulting. Uh, I guess he didn't <laughs> like the email either. You know, I was hanging out. I was watching my nephew uh, a while ago, and um, he's still young, so he's he's like he just turned four, but it was about a year or two ago, and. Um, I was like, I don't know what you eat, so the only thing I'm really good at cooking for breakfast is oatmeal. So I was like, I hope you like this. There wasn't any brown sugar or anything. It was just kind of plain and boring. And he started eating it, and he was like, and he, and he threw it at me, the little jerk. Mm-hmm. And it got all of my, I got oatmeal in my eyeball. And then when I came home, and when my, my sister came home to check in, I was washing the oatmeal out of my eye, and she looked at me and said, I guess he didn't like the oatmeal either. It was a very long setup it for was, something that didn't really have a payoff. It worked. I think it worked. <laughs> Thank you. You know what's crazy, though? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny that you should say that, because I was building a house um, <laughs> oh, several years ago. Several houses. Ha- yeah, this was the second house that I built, mm-hmm. Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Um, and Good cause. Yeah. Uh, so we ran out of the the... Yep, stuff that goes in between the, the bricks. Cement. Yeah, you build so many houses that you just forget the technical. Uh, it's like who who needs materials when you have a heart? You, just you know what I mean? Saying, that stuff. thing. We need the, more of that thing. We ran out stuff. of it, um, yeah. and so someone took their breakfast and they just put the oatmeal down. They just laid the oatmeal and it down, worked. and it worked, which was the craziest part. But then it only worked temporarily because then when we were putting up uh, the the like you know the other materials, <laughs> the house came down, yeah. and I looked at it and I was like. I guess he didn't like the oatmeal either. You're welcome for that one. You are welcome, America. Oh, my God. So the oatmeal quote happens. Uh, we find out that uh, when, another one of my favorite quotes is when um, so Statham meets Warden Hennessy. And she, Joan Allen is so good that she can live in this B-movie world and still be a badass and still be deliver everything with such power. And we'll get to my favorite line later. But for right now, the, this this quote, the foul language quote, is so funny to me because she's apparently offended by foul language, even though she's surrounded by murder and destruction. So can we play her foul language quote? Foul language is an issue for me. I love those pauses, mm. too. Mm. Foul language is an issue for me. Because every time she pauses, you're like, foul language is what? What? What is it? An issue. An issue. For, for who? For who? For you, oh. oh God, it's so good. Oh, I don't even know if I want to do an improv round on that because it's so it's so good. It's so good. I have had um, we have done some shows on here where it's like more kid oriented, like a Batman nineteen sixties show or something, and mm-hmm. or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I swear a lot, sure. And some parents have emailed popcorn talk they've been upset and uh one woman specifically she didn't really have her subject was just foul language is an issue for me and ironically though her email was filled with filthy language about how upset she was that i exposed her was, child to was that. it an audio subject <laughs> it was like a link the subject was a link Click and on you the clicked link. on it foul like, language oh. is 
an issue for me. Interesting. You know what's crazy? Like mm-hmm. not to like harp on the houses that I built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You build a lot, but it's it's, it's important. When that do. oatmeal wall came down, mm-hmm. I looked at the oatmeal wall and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" And everyone else simultaneously in unison <laughs> said to me, "What's well, because it's habitat?" Foul language is an issue. You can't. For me. You can't swear when you're building houses. It's for habitat. The for weird thing is they refer to themselves as a whole as, as me. me, the collective, the royal me, <laughs> yeah, the royal me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that happens. So, all right, so we get into this, and I, I kind of want to. Oh man. So, just in case you're worried that there's going to be plot holes, like you're like, wait. So, if they get in these death machines, why don't they just turn it on the guards and like just blow up the place and just get out of there? And then you realize, because Ian McShane clears it all up in one speech to Jason Statham, can we do the clear up plot holes? Yeah, everyone thinks that. First time. Thinks what? About turning the guns on the guards, about escaping. No, I wasn't thinking that. Well, I'm glad, because Hennessy's got electric kill switches in all the guns and all the cars. And all the guard towers are fortified, and their guns are bigger than your guns. Well, did I mention the helicopters? And also the fact that we're on an island here a mile from the nearest shoreline. And the only way in or out of here is on that one skinny bridge you came in on. Like, that just sums up everything. So you can't be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, but, but... but. You're like, nope. And then after you cross the bridge, there are sharks waiting to eat you. What? Oh, my God. I, I, wish that one even, I wish that <laughs> yeah. one even longer. Like a five minutes. And did I tell you that the city that is outside of this skinny bridge is populated entirely by angry police that are just going to bring you back to the prison? And if you're trying to get into Mexico, you're going to have to deal with customs. <laughs> and customs. <laughs> if you have any fruit on you, good luck getting through. No fruits or vegetables. Don't bring your pets. We couldn't bring grapes back from Hawaii, and my pregnant wife was very upset about she that. You gotta eat all the grapes she, before you leave Hawaii. She tried. Everyone knows that. She tried, and the guy was like, I don't have a dining table set up for you here. You gotta throw them out. And we were like, whoa, sir. Don't need your attitude, We Hawaiian checked customs. your attitude at the door, sir. Yep, you're on an so island. So we cleared up Relax. every plot hole. Then we miss... Then, then we meet the rest... We've met the rest of the crew, and Statham's like... We find out that they get these super hot... Women's penitentiary, uh, which, by the way, wherever this women's penitentiary is, uh, can 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 is there a way to take a vacation there? Because they're all beautiful, like they're all gorgeous. Like, like, what did they do except for break the law by being too they attractive? They're too sexy. They're too sexy. You're too sexy. You got to go to prison. You have to go to the prison where we keep the sexy people. God, Natalie Martinez. She's the girl on the cover here. She is like. She, not only is she on the cover, she's in the movie. If you haven't seen the movie. movie, if you haven't seen the movie, she's uh, she's fantastic, and so they have, and 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 the the whole way they clear that up is for the ratings. They bring in these sexy uh, navigators. They navigate the drivers around this course, which is interesting because they're navigating around the same course they always drive, right? So I, like, I think they, they like give them advice, but they're, they all have headphones too. So I guess you're right. They're all like talking to their pit crew, yeah. so they can be like, "Hey, you're coming up on the sword. Drive over the sword." Yeah. But that's that's what they're supposed and they're to be there like, for. And they're kind of like they're there to kind of like hit things and, and hit buttons whenever the driver needs it. I guess because you can't do everything. Here's so I think here's a good. They do brutally murder a lot of the dri- the the navigators, the, and the drivers are like unscathed. Yeah. Like the navigators get like shot up with twenty bullets, and the I'm, drivers are like poor machine oh, gun. Shit. Machine gun Joe goes through those. Here's what I want to say. I go through socks. Here's what I want to say about machine gun Joe and his navigator. Yeah, is everyone gets a sexy female navigator, but since machine gun Joe is gay. He gets a dude navigator. Well, they, that's something that I don't understand. That's they don't they they're very homophobic about it. Yeah, but also they claim that it's because he goes through so many navigators that the audience got squeamish that they that too many women were getting killed. But so all the women go, get killed. Yeah, that's well. Actually, only 14 Ks gets killed, right? Oh, no, they all get murdered because they're in the cars. Yeah. They're in the cars that are blowing up. They just neglect to really do an insert shot of them. 14 K, the triad guy, who's also Liu Kang from the original Mortal Kombat movies, he's in this because Paul W.S. Anderson directed the first Mortal Kombat as well. Nerd trivia. um, (laughs) His his driver gets hit by the dreadnought spike tire, and she's just like chewed up by it. And he's just like there watching. And he just kind of goes, his reaction is basically like, ha! Ha! <laughs> like how I react when I touch a hot pan. Ha! Ha! Ooh. You react like an old Jewish man. 
<laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I feel like a schlemiel yeah, yeah. Uh, to harken back to Independence Day. So, um, yeah, there's this weird homophobia with Machine Gun Joe where they don't clear up if he is gay or if everybody just thinks it because he's... It, it, it's very strange. That's the one thing about the movie that makes me uncomfortable where they make several comments where it's like, all right, maybe we should just, you know, be a little bit more PC about it's, it. It's a weird time capsule of like... We would like to be progressive in our movie, but we want to make fun of him also, yeah. but we don't want you to think we're making fun of him. But we also don't want you to actually think he's gay. Right. So... It was such a strange, like... The weirdest moment is the end with him and Jason Statham that we were talking about before the show, where yeah. he, he pulls out Hawaiian shirts from his bag yeah. for them to wear, <laughs> and Jason Statham's like... Man, if you, if this is your kind of wardrobe, people are going to question you. And he goes, my taste in clothing? And he's like, yeah, something like that. And you're like, what does that mean? What? What does that mean? What? <laughs> what? What are they saying? Uh, and the- I, I don't know about you, but I have gay friends. None of them wear tacky, shitty, oversized Hawaiian shirts. That's not a, that's not, as far as I know, that's not really an, the M.O., um, that, that is how I identify people. <laughs> Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt. shirt. Well, then I'm screwed because I was in high school. I wore a different Hawaiian <laughs> shirt every day. My wife's going to be questioning everything now. But that's yeah, that's such a weird thing. Every gay friend I have dresses way nicer than me. Real nice. Yeah. Way nicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I but know. Ma- I mean, maybe I know that's a stereotype, but at least it's a a complimentary. I mean, one. it's it was just weird to like even put that in there to have Super the joke. Sure. Didn't and, like, need it. Right, right, right. Super and strange. it was just like littered throughout. Like there was the one t- where he like approached the crew and then left, and then the one guy was like, well, "That's that's one angry homo." And you're like, "Whoa, like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know you're in prison, but uh, this is just a strange like thing. So to strange. Say. Well, speaking of strange things to say, uh, we glad <laughs> this, we talked that one. The out. same guy who says uh, the angry homo line. Uh, also apparently has very weird fetishes because Jason Statham's character Jensen, Jay- Jensen Ames is like, I'd like to meet this uh, navigator before the race. And then his pit crew partner says, can we play weird fetish? Yeah, like a big titty girl lick peanut butter off my toes. That ain't gonna happen. I don't know why you listed that as weird fetish. <laughs> Are you into that? Are you into- I'm not going to confirm or deny. I'm just saying that that's yeah. a, you know, a, a thing, thing that he liked. It's a thing that he likes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if if you're gonna get a, a, a to quote him exactly mm-hmm. a please big, a big tittied girl please get that right thank you to to do anything mm-hmm. uh, in the, you know I'm married so obviously I won't get a big tittied girl to do anything because I don't believe in cheating on my wife but if I were <laughs> single and if I were into getting a big tittied girl to do something the top I don't know fifteen to twenty mm-hmm. licking peanut butter off my toes wouldn't even make the top like thirty. List. L- licking honey off your toes? I guess I'm just kind of grossed out You're by not feet. into feet. Not okay. into feet. Okay. And not into food on feet being licked off of it. Because then, like, what if she wants to make out with you after that and you got, like, peanut butter? Then it's going to be delicious. Jam? Oh. It's just. Anyways, um, well, I'm getting he grossed was, out by this. He was in prison. He's been in prison so for a he, while. Yeah. So his mind has wandered. <laughs> and he's made decisions on what he wants out of life. Yeah, yeah. Why I wish that they would let him death race yeah. so that he could get out of death he could get out of the So he could get as many big titty women to lick the peanut butter off him as he wanted. Or he should go to the women's jail. Because yeah. that's where they. That's all where are. they. That's where they like the. Yes. That's where. So they let's are. get in. Okay, we're, we're. I don't want to run out of time because we got to get into the actual, <laughs> the actual <laughs> death races. So the setup for the death race is amazing because it sounds like Spike TV's intro to any reality TV show they have. Can we do the death race setup, please? That quote. Welcome to death race. Terminal Island Penitentiary. Terminal Island. Three days of the there ultimate in auto carnage. Stage one of the race begins streaming live in 10 minutes. Subscribe to stage one now for $99 or subscribe to all three stages for the low price of $250. What a deal. deal. Access to over 100 live camera feeds. Watch from the car of your favorite driver. See the action your way. Uncensored. It's real long. Unedited. A full-on fight to the death featuring four-time winner Frankenstein. With the name winner, Machine Gun Joe. And then posing. Pachenko. Pachenko. This other guy that's sort of in the movie. 
and then nobody else is important. Yeah, they. Everyone else that doesn't get introduced dies in Death Race Two. There's so many. They, be, there's it, so many people that die in the first race where they're like crossed off, and you're like, who, who the, was that? It's like. Uh, it's like, I don't want to ruin it in case anybody hasn't seen Suicide Spoiler. Squad, but there's one character in Suicide Squad that they just murder, and you're like, oh, oh, that's why there was no intro for we that needed, person. <laughs> Someone's going to be pissed about me for that. Uh, but I think that that setup is so amazing. Then we get into the first death race, and the first thought I had was, this is like an ultra-violent Mario Kart. Where yeah. instead of running over blocks where they get, like, uh, shells or or things that can oil slick. They do get oil slick, actually. They get their weapons loaded. They get um, they can shoot out smoke, They oil, get the, like, shield gas. thing that pops up. The death head is amazing. Death head, yeah. The death head is incredible. So mm-hmm. they run over a death head, and that basically brings up this giant spike trap that somehow drivers can't avoid. Right. And they get <laughs> smashed into it. And then it... Because the first guy that gets killed is by yeah, a death yeah. head, and he smashes in it. He gets impaled by spikes and then crushed. Comes back into the ground. <laughs> it's so brutal. That's rough. Oh, it's here's, so brutal. Here's what, what my strategy would be for the first two legs of the death yeah, race, yeah. is to just hang back a half a lap yeah. behind everyone else. Because why are you trying to win? No. You yeah. only need to win the last one. Here's the thing also. It's not like a typical race where you, you get first place and you win. It's whoever survives. Right. So, Like you said, just... Drive like 25 miles an hour, and if they're risking like they might lap you, speed the fuck then up. Then get up, yeah. And so then just stay half a, half a lap and do that dance. My God, if that music, I just want that music to be my ringtone. I feel like every time my phone rang, I'd just be like, you'd never pick up the phone. Nope, no, I would never. No, you'd drive like a maniac. So then the second kill that happens is fantastic. It's Reaper. And you're right, there is a girl with Reaper. And this, his car gets slammed, and as it's already flipping and rolling over, rolling over, mm-hmm. 14K, the triad, a.k.a. Liu Kang, shoots a missile at it, and it blows it up and hits a sign. And the best part about this movie is all the, mo- almost everything in it is practical. They're crashing real cars, mm-hmm. and it's like Mad Max like Fury Road style, where it's all practical shit. And it's, I mean, this movie isn't as good as Mad Max Fury Road, but I love, that's what makes this movie so much fun is it's practical. It's not CGI stupid cars where like you can tell it's not real. It looks dangerous. And you're like, when shit happens, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, that car launched. (laughs) So he falls down. He gets out of the car. Well, so can we just also like he's the car is rolling and he's clearly like done and the guy shoots a missile at him. Just like hang just, on to that missile, bro. Yeah. Like he you might need that sure. missile later. But he's he wasn't done because his name's the Reaper, and he yeah. gets out of the car. And what does he say? Is he stumbling around all cut up? Can we play the Reaper clip? Fucking Reaper, baby. Can't kill me. Burn me. You can fucking shoot me, but you just can't, motherfucker. Kill me. And then Machine Gun Joe comes in. Like Tokyo Drift style hits him, and it's weirdly enough, his head just explodes. He explodes. On impact. <laughs> explodes upon impact. It's so strange. His head just blows up. He was the rest primed. of his body stays in in pretty much tact, but his head just blows up. There was a lot of pressure in the head. It was just from, a ton. From the trauma that he had just his, gone his, through. He hadn't popped his ears from all the That's flipping. That's what it was, yeah. It was just, he needed to just go. hold your nose and blow. But instead, yeah. it just blew up. Yeah. It's one of my favorite deaths in the movie, which is so crazy. And then Machine Gun Joe with the, you're going to have to wipe this off my car when we get <laughs> it's back. Like, what a dickhead. What a dick. All right, yeah. You kill them all and then you make them wash your car Obviously, too. Obviously, he's going to wash your car. You don't have to say and that. And then Frankenstein, a.k.a. Jensen Ames, a.k.a. Jason Statham, none of his weapons are working because it's rigged. Mm. They're seeing how much he can do, they're trying to basically uh, there's something nefarious going on sure. there and uh natalie martinez aka case aka hot girl with jason statham she uh they they, they get an idea he sits on her she sits on his lap they launch the the nos container with all the the mm-hmm. fluid the transmission fluid or whatever and then she pops the lighter out and she has an amazing line as she's hanging out of the uh she hangs out, by the way, and like unjams the gun. Practically, she's hanging out of the car as it's speeding along. She, I think she's, she's just, the MVP of the death she's race. She's the MVP. She's like, the MVP. He would not have survived no. had it not been for her. So then she throws the lighter, and she has this great one-liner. Can we do the Merry Christmas one? Merry Christmas, asshole! Oh, shit! <laughs> you know, a similar thing happened to me a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I was It was a very busy holiday season. Mm-hmm. 
And somehow I forgot to get Christmas gifts for my wife. Come on, Ben. I mean, how do you forget Christmas? It happens on the same day every year. Every but year. This and year they was, remind you constantly. This year was it. really busy. And I woke up on Christmas morning, and she had a bunch of presents for me under the tree, and I had none for her. And so my wife just looked at me and said, Merry Christmas, asshole! And I went, oh, shit! And I ran out to the stores, but they're not open on Christmas. Not typically. No, Amazon is. Amazon. So I just ordered a bunch and had a drone deliver it that day. Yeah. I went went on Black Friday once. Oh, yeah? And uh, it was me and this other guy, and we were fighting over a tent. Yeah. We were both trying to get this tent. You love love building houses and camping. Oh, man. I'm a man of the earth. Let me just tell you. I love shelter. Um, So... (laughs) So I was, yeah, please go. Yeah, on. we were, uh-huh. we, there was one tent left mm-hmm. at the REI that we were at, and we both had our hands on it simultaneously. And he ripped it out of my hands, maybe because psychologically I didn't like need the <laughs> You tent. wanted it, but you didn't need I it. I didn't need it, yeah. but he grabbed it from me. And so I looked at him, and in the highest octave possible, I said, Merry Christmas, asshole. That's nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is another classic Christmas tale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, so um, the napalm happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank realizes the brotherhood killed his wife because of several times where if you're going to do this symbol as you're framing a man for killing his wife. A uh, uh, finger gun for maybe, those just listening. Maybe Pachenko shouldn't just keep doing that to rub it in. Like, yeah. Hey! Yeah, to the same guy. And he puts t- two and two together that the GPS is on. So yeah, I also feel like um, like if you're in a if you're in a jail, maybe a lot of people do the yeah. finger like. But uh, then, so maybe he should have passed that around to the other brotherhood. Like, hey, make it like a red herring, so he thinks it's all of us. Yeah, not just me. There should have been more strategy involved in Pachenko's yeah. deal. And then we have so there's like a five minute story building thing before mm-hmm. the next race where Frank uh, Frankenstein, aka Jensen Ames. Jason Statham. I feel like I have to say that every time. I'm just going to say Jensen Ames from here on out. He goes up to the warden. He's like, I'm not going to fucking rise again. You rigged it. I'm not going to do this. And then the warden's like, yeah, well, your daughter is going to go to these two old people. Mm -hmm. They look like nice old people, but they're not you. And they're going to be raised by them. And they're old. So they'll probably die before she's even in high school. And he's like, oh, You're injecting a lot of the elderly things. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of things. Like, she what? just said, these are the people. They're like, they're old people. The they old just, people are probably going to die. They picked like, the, you know? pick the oldest foster parents <laughs> they're ever. They're the only people not in jail. They're the only <laughs> people still And they're the only the people that still have, like, old money. They didn't, hit, they yeah, didn't get the, cra- yeah, yeah. the, the economic They the cashed economic out crash. their 401k already. So, okay. So then Jason Statham looks at her. And he says, in typical 90s action style, she's like, the monster quote. Can we play that? Monster quote? You want a monster? Well, you've got one. Come on. Ooh. You've wanted a monster. Well, you've got one. Ooh. It's just, he just, he drops his already low voice down. It's, it's like he swallows even more gravel for that quote. <laughs> I mean, that's his monster voice. Yeah. They're now like, you, all right, now you've got one. We need you to be a monster, Jason. But, He's just, but normally I'm a monster. You know, what's so great about more Jason Statham, Jason Statham reminds me of Stallone back in the day as well, where they, they have a sense of humor about themselves, but they're also, when they need to be, super badass. Right. Well, this is what I was saying about like the brand. Super bad. Like he's he just naturally is that. Which is crazy because when you go back and watch like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, you don't get a hint of that. I remember when Transported, the first one came out, I was like, the nerdy, like cheeky British guy from Lock, Stock is in an action movie. And then you're like, fuck, he can do so many pull ups. ups. (laughs) I think the pull ups changed his life. They did. Um, you know, maybe I should do more pull-ups and my life will change. <laughs> you can beat up strangers if you do pull-ups. Yeah, that's it's, one it's thing. It's so crazy. So then there's there's before round two, we get the setup where the badass showed him with the warden. Mm-hmm. Then he he, uh, he sees the the Pachenko. He goes after Pachenko in, in person, not in a car, and he gets cornered by like four of the Brotherhood. And it is one of the best just brawls I've seen in a while where he beats the shit out of all of them. He he starts hitting, but he knocks Pachenko into the other room. He picks up a giant thing of just heavy-ass metal tools and throws it on his back. Mm-hmm. Then he throws him into a metal uh, shelving, throws the shelving on top of him, and starts kicking the shelves. It's just insane. It's awesome. Well, he's like the MacGyver of fighting. <laughs> he is. He, he uses so his he surroundings. Yeah. 
He does. He, he just, likes shelter just as much as I does. do. He likes just throwing people into shelters, <laughs> yeah. bringing it down, and then beating them and to then beating death them with, with the, the shelter. shelters. Uh-huh. He picks up the muffler, and he's about to smash his head, and then they get tasered. Yeah. And Jason Clark's like, save it for the field, boys. Yep. I'm the asshole dude So here. wait, but before yeah. before he fights Pachenko, he is being restrained, right? Is it, this is the one where he's got the chain yeah, around his yeah, neck, yeah, yeah. and he is about to get beaten over the head with a wrench by Pachenko. Yeah, and List comes List in, comes in with a pen, saves the day with a pen because the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah, yeah. To List it to is. To List it is. List. And he starts getting his hands stepped on, which he needs that to God, write List. Poor List. What did he do to get in there? But we, List, we literally don't List, know. List and and Case, aka mm-hmm. Natalie Martinez, MVPs. Yeah, MVPs oh, for sure. So now we get into round two. Where he realizes from Natalie, uh, from Case, that he's not supposed to win. She, he dry, he hangs back, like you said. Yeah. Which I think, oh, he's going to hang back and just let them kill each other. No, he hangs back to try and find out the secret that Hennessy doesn't want him to win, that it's all rigged mm-hmm. so that Frankenstein can keep this, this, this uh, image going, but that the drivers keep dying so they never have to actually release someone. Sort of makes sense. I don't yeah. know. But then he, he's like, hey, there's someone I've got to kill. So he's not trying to race everybody else. He's just going for Pachanko. He fucks him up in the car, and you think, oh, he's just going to leave him dead. Backs up, puts the mask on, gets out of the car, and on camera, snaps his neck. Yeah. It's brutal and awesome. And, like, then just mad dogs the camera. He's like, looks like, right into the camera. Is basically like, you're next, Hennessy. You're next. But to get out of the car, it's, on the track, in a car race, we, the only in a other, death race. The only other person who's done that is Reaper, and we saw how that ended. Well, he was cocky when he did it. <laughs> super, he, he's super cocky. Meh. He shouldn't have done that. So then he gets back in the car, and you think, all right, they're all just going to go. But they've been hinting at this thing that Hennessy's been building. Right. And then they unleash it. And I remember when I saw this in theaters, I think me and Corey both were like, oh, shit! It's this giant semi-truck. That's like a battering ram with machine guns, flamethrowers, spike tires. It can shoot out chains that hook into your car. It's insane. It can go as fast as the souped-up sports cars. It is somehow five times as big. It is equipped with, it's, what would you say, six guards with which, guns on We top? talked about this. Like, what do they get out of What's this? What's in it for the guards? Did they, like, draw a short straw and it's like, ah, sorry, you got to do the, de- the dreadnought Yeah, today. like, they're not going to be released from, this is their job. Yeah. Why do they have to well, be subjected I, to I, the... I feel like Hennessy just assumed that the the dreadnought was going to survive. None of them were going to get killed. You should dreadnought. not assume anything in, in a, a death, death race. race. You never assume, never assume anything never in a death assume race. Never assume any. Nothing is certain except death in a death race. And That's racing. It. And racing. Those two things. So the dreadnought just mows down. It blows up one car. Then it slams into 14K, like we said. And it chews up with the spike tires his hot uh, navigator. Yeah. Then... You think he's done. He's swerving out. They throw out spike chains, hook into his tires, and drag him along. You still think, oh, maybe they'll just drag him and he'll crash into a wall. No. They turn a fucking tank gun onto him and and he just goes... From point-blank range. Yeah. And I love that he says, like, oh, fuck, or oh, shit, and they subtitle it in in Chinese. Because they've been subtitling his Chinese in English the whole time. And then he goes, oh, shit, and it's subtitled in Chinese. He's, fuck me. Fuck fuck me, me. yeah. And then it blows, he just blows him to smithereens, practically again. So then, everybody else gets mowed down, Mm -hmm. except Machine Gun Joe and and Jensen Ames, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Frankenstein. And they team up. And they say, let's go on the offense. Right. And they keep trying to... And, and what happened... Come on, that's one of the craziest things. So... what? Okay, so first of all, if if I were either one of them and yeah. someone called me from their, from their uh, car phone yeah, yeah. and they were like, let's team up, I would have been like, yeah, for sure. And then I would definitely not have done it. I would have been <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, for sure, we're doing that. And then I would have just fucked the other person because yeah. now I'm the only one left. Yeah. yeah. And what day three of Death Race? I can just cruise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, what happens if you're the only one left? Yeah. I, I, unclear. I don't think it's ever happened. Um, but so, <laughs> so they they decide. All right, this is what we're gonna do. They both drive up on either side of the the because you, you have to have four tires, right? To hit the to right. hit the death's head. So the flank they're they're on either flank of the big what, what death, was it called death head. The Death Head. Yeah. Um, so they're on either side of it, and they're just getting pummeled with bullets. Yeah. It's brutal. And they're unfazed. I don't know how, but they're just, like, getting crut. But they're inching ahead. They're inching ahead. They're inching ahead. And right before they get to the shield thing, the thing that pops yeah. up, they pull ahead of the, the Death Head. They 
Oh, they're getting flamethrowered. Everything, everything, every flamethrower. Oh yeah, they're, the flame car's thrower. like on fire. Flamethrower is not a word, but yeah. it. But that's what it was going be. on. That was the verb that was happening to Jason Statham. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he was being flamethrowered. Um, the car's on fire. They pull ahead. They both get two sets of tires on the shield. The and shield pops up. And this, I watched the special features. It's practical. What they, what happens? It, the the death head drives directly into it. The dreadnought hits it. The dreadnought. That's what it is. The dreadnought hits it. The front of the semi slams, and then the back of it launches up over. Yep. The only thing that's CGI are the guards falling off of it and hitting the ground. And I would contest whether or not that was CGI. <laughs> that was. could have been real. It was. I watched the special features, right. but but <laughs> it looks it looks so good because it's practical. It's a, they crash a giant thirty five thousand pound semi into a fucking spike wall yeah and then the back of it launches over and it's it's epic and then it blows up and it's huge explosion and then joan allen's just like son of a bitch so then we have a little another like 10 minute thing before the round three right yeah so in between there we have joe uh joe is suspicious that frankenstein is actually jensen ames sure and so Frank goes over to Joe with all his posse, and he's like, "We need. I think you and Frank need to have a little talk. We don't know what the talk is, because that would spoil We're it. We're not privy to it. We're not. It happens off camera. I think they're talking about baseball. <laughs> I, I did want to mention before we go on, yeah, there's yeah. a baseball field in the prison yard, and they're, like, playing baseball in it. Yeah. That's not typical to a prison. No, I don't it's think so. It's usually basketball. I don't think so. <laughs> like, the hardest prison ever. They're like, you, wanna, yeah. you got nine? America's, <laughs> America's pastime, bitches. Here I, we go. I'll, I'm... Permanent pitcher. <laughs> so we go. So we go into round three. Just Joe and Frank, mm-hmm. and they start playing it up. And Joe's just blasting away at Frank, and you're like, "Oh my god!" And Hennessy keeps deactivating everything. Frank, uh, aka Jason Statham, is trying to drive over, deactivating all the shields, everything, and then reactivating it for Joe. For Joe, so Joe she's totally him. screwing him over. Yeah. And what we don't know is that what Joe, to, or what um, Jason Statham doesn't know is that. Hennessy has put a bomb under his car to trigger at any moment, too. So she's just stacking the cards against him. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that, so everything's getting, they're blowing up everything. And then, um, co- oh, so what happened? Oh, oh, oh. So then Joe, he's playing it up. He's playing it up. They give him the signal. And you're like, what's this mean? And then Joe shoots a rocket launcher. Uh, Statham swerves out of the way right at the last minute. It blows a hole in the only structurally unsound part of the race, which happens to be right next to the right bridge. next to the bridge. <laughs> Poor planning on Hennessy's part. A little bit. They zoom through, and Hennessy's like, "Where are they? They're off the grid. Shut down the shut down the feed. Don't let anybody in the audience see this. Ah, they're escaping." And then Hennessy, Joan Allen delivers one of the greatest lines in action movie history. When she says, uh, "Don't fuck with me," can we do the? Uh, it's the shit on the sidewalk one. Hey, cocksucker, fuck with me, and we'll see who shits on the sidewalk. Can we just play that one more time? Okay, cocksucker, fuck with me, and we'll see who shits on the sidewalk. I don't understand what that means. Well, so... I have a lot of opinions on this. Please. Um, First of all, it flies in the face of the previous quote that we heard from her, which Mm -hmm. is that foul language is an issue for her. Uh, Clearly not. Clearly it is not. Clearly she utilizes it when it is to her advantage. Yes. Second of all, I wish someone would fuck with her because I need to know who shits on the sidewalk. Yeah. Because that's an important part of like... Because you should avoid them societally. Exactly. And and if if it's anybody on your Facebook friends list, I would not... Because I ride, them? listen, I ride for my friends, and I would have a tough time justifying a friend of mine who shat on the sidewalk. I don't, I don't shat on any sidewalks. I I've never been, in my n- life never done have that. I shat or shit or will try and keep it contained to a toilet um, or the woods if you're hiking. Yeah, and if there's a sidewalk, chances are there's grass right next to the sidewalk. You can at least do the grass. Use the grass. I mean, even my dog doesn't use the sidewalk. So. No. I just, I would love to know the script writing process for that, where Joan Allen first read that line and was like, Oh, this, I wonder if she, she probably was just like, this is awesome. Yes. I, I would like yes. to think it was a Joan Allen improv. Oh, that'd be even better. Yeah. If just like one take, they're like, hey, Joan, just say whatever you want. She's like, oh, I got you, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, that was amazing. That, that's the line that uh, that was said, and then they wrote the rest of the script. <laughs> that's they, were, they, like interv- they were like, Joan, we're working on a film. We want you to be a warden. Yeah. Um, you just do throw, you out, have, throw out a couple warden lines, and yeah. she threw that line out, and they were like, "Done, we have the idea." Okay, we we'll, got we'll it. be back in about Perfect. three months. Perfect. So then we find out that coach. So after she says that line, she hits it. Coach deactivated the explosive. She's like, "Motherfucker!" She's. It's all. They're screwed. They 
they blow up a ton of cop cars because they planned on having an extra fuel tank, mm-hmm. and they release that. It somehow blows up about 40 cop cars. Well, because they're on the bridge. It's such a narrow bridge, and all the cop yeah, cars are basically <laughs> single-file <laughs> Like Benny Hill style? <laughs> like they couldn't have anticipated yeah. something like this. So then Statham gets out, rolls out of the car because Case has already... Her release papers are already signed. Wait, so, so, but, so the last level of defense of the prison... Is just a chain link chain fence. fence and some dudes, yeah, with guns <laughs> who who like were unprepared. Like they turned the guns towards them as they're approaching. It's like like they didn't know what was going on. Like they see the cars and they're like, oh, oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. So then, Case already has her release paper signed, so mm-hmm. she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Which is a huge plot hole for me because <laughs> if you helped a convicted uh, a convicted murder, two of them escape. Mm-hmm. I think your release papers would be null and void, but whatever. I would think so. She yeah. has to get to Mexico, she, which was supposed to be Miami. She just shouldn't have participated in the race if they you know. already signed. Yeah, she yeah, should yeah. just been like, "Well, I'm all right, then peace, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm I out of here." This place. So uh, then they hop off and they go on the train and they have that weird homophobic moment that we've mm-hmm. already talked about a lot. And then there's uh, a moment where um, Hennessy and Aldrich are like celebrating. They're like. Congratulations! Everybody loves it, even though they kind of lost and they escaped. But they're like, you know, viewership is high. We can, we'll get them on the next one. Don't worry about it. We already have a gift, and it's like no one screened this gift before it came into the prison. No one screened a gift to the warden. Like at least metal detector did or something. Yeah, who? How is the gift delivered? Like at some. I point- love that I keep just making things verbs that are metal detector did. <laughs> The flamethrower, the killiest of the, the killers, killiest of the killers. Um, but yeah, like at some point, Coach would have given this to one of the guards, right? Like, and he didn't think to go. Oh, maybe I should. Right? Oh, this is coming from a prisoner. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. So they open it up, and it's the bomb that she had put under his car. And Coach flips the switch, blows up Hennessy and Ald- Aldrich or whatever his yep. name is, mm-hmm. and then Coach turns the camera clearly on a green screen but i don't care because it's ian mcshane and it's amazing yeah. and he says i love this game can we play that? i love this game it's so weirdly seductive like, it is i love this game uh, machine gun joe got a boner from it <laughs> it's so amazing that's so ian mckellen's i'm mean, ian mckellen ian mcshane <laughs> you shall not pass this death race i mean that also that'd be amazing so then we have a, an, an epilogue in Mexico, even though it was supposed to be in Miami. Yeah, it was supposed to be in I'm Miami. I'm 99% sure, but now you're making me second guess it. But I remember... No, you're, you're probably right. They just Mexico. talked a bunch about Miami, but you're probably right that it was Mexico. So now Statham and, and Machine Gun Joe, a.k.a. Tyrese, are, are mechanic buddies in this junkyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally platonic, bro. Totally <laughs> platonic, in case you're wondering. And this car comes zooming up. And they're like, I think we got company. And out walks in slow motion, in super hot crop top, short shorts. Yeah, she went shopping. She went shopping. Uh, Case, she gets out, and she's free, too. He's like, what took you, what took you so long? Oh, my, my release papers, were, they had trouble with him. It's like, yeah, no shit, you yeah, had trouble with him. You let Frankenstein go free. And then the warden got blowed up. Yeah, he so got, like, got done blowed up. That was probably your fault. And then we end with Statham going, oh, I want you to meet someone. And he goes and gets his daughter out of the backseat of the car they were fixing, I don't know. You know, I'm going to be a parent in November, and I don't know if, you know, if I was mechanicking a car. Mm-hmm. Mechanicking. <laughs> if I was mechanicking mm-hmm. a car, I think I'd have the kid in like a, a pack and play in the shade somewhere at least, or in the air condition. Or here's here's the thing though, Jason Statham could probably beat that car up. He could. So anything so the car was going to do, car to, was that gonna kid, do to that kid, he would just he beat would up just that fuck car. the car up. So then. Him and Natalie uh, and Case, they kind of hug. They don't kiss because it's not like a romantic ending, mm-hmm. but they're all just friends hanging out in Mexico because nobody will look there, I guess. And the camera pans away as, as Jason Statham's giving this very, you know, uh, fatherly monologue where he's like, I was asked one time by someone if, I, if this was the right choice for me to be my fa- the daughter the father to my daughter. And it's like, no, we know who that someone was. It was the warden. It was, we saw that like conversation. 40 minutes ago. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'll be coy. I don't know if it is, but I'll know that I'm going to do the best I can. It's like this weird sort of like happy, nice fatherly ending that I appreciate. Like we, at the end, we found out that it was a movie about fatherhood. It was the whole like, time. Wait, what? It was, a movie, <laughs> it was a movie about a father getting back to his daughter. Yeah. Sort of. And then yeah. it just goes, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. And it's awesome. 
So that's been Death Race. We've been talking about it for a, a very long time because Ooh, I love it so much. It I great. love this movie. It was tremendous. I please tell us, you know, tell us what your thoughts were on Death Race. What's your favorite Jason Save the movie? I want you to chime in on that. Is what's it your Transporter? Favorite, what's your is favorite it, Death Race movie? What's your favorite Death Race movie? I haven't seen the other two. And let me know if they're worth watching. They're in my collection. I just don't know if they're worth the time it would take to watch it. What's, also, your, what's your favorite movie about fatherhood? What's your favorite movie about fatherhood? Yeah, exactly. Did you see The Mechanic Resurrection? Did you think it was as boring as I did? <laughs> uh, yeah, anything. Also, give us suggestions. We love suggestions. We're going to be back next week. Uh, we should be back at a regular time. We're going to try and make that work. If not, we will post on Twitter when we're going to be on. Jesse, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter, at Too Much Jesse. Uh, I've been frequenting chipotle quite a bit so you could probably find me at chipotle perfect look um, out for that e. coli. look look, uh, look out for my sketch group coming soon uh prom losers uh so check that stuff out should be that? coming uh in november you can find it at promlosers.com eventually you can probably find it on youtube or facebook um but yeah that's where you can find me all right and i'm at the ben begley also we're at guilty movie guys here and uh my movie the funhouse massacre that my wife and i wrote is still out it didn't go anywhere so if you haven't seen it yet it's on Netflix. I mean, you can. it's not on Netflix, but you can order the disc. It's at Redbox, so if you want to spend two bucks to see it, and then tweet at me what you thought of it, even if you didn't like it, just go see it anyways. Hey, and if you have seen it, see it again. Yeah, don't, do Don't it. be a bitch. It's definitely a guilty movie pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week, and until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. Do you understand the concept of the tooth fairy?